Hi there, it's Cameron Vakillian with Inspire, the podcast where we discuss what makes a successful career and why. For this episode, I am honored to have with me today Tunisia Brown, editor-in-chief and founder of Impact Magazine, an award-winning lifestyles publication dedicated to empowering, encouraging, and educating readers through powerful images and storytelling. Tunisia, I am so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Cameron. I'm so glad you're back with us here at the University of Utah. (laughs) And also, so happy you could join me here in February. Happy Black History Month. Thank you so much. Speaking of history, I am thrilled to say Tunisia's work with the magazine is now archived Mm -hmm. at the J. Willard Marriott Library at the University of Utah. Mm -hmm. This is such a significant milestone as the images, the stories, the inspiration will now live on in the archives, which is so important, especially for Utah. So I want to start with this question for you, Tanisha. Sure. What sparked the decision to move Impact Magazine to Salt Lake City? And how has this relocation influenced the magazine's mission and impact within the community? Hmm. (laughs) So I was in Atlanta for 11 years before coming to Utah. So this is a a nice little story. This move was three years in the making, but I had no clue. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a young lady that I've known for way before she came to Utah, Nikki Walker, she had gotten a job here with Young Living. She reached out to me because I had began the Women of Impact dinner series. And so that's 2017. And so 2018, we're here. I did the Women of Impact in Los Angeles, did it up really big, Ritz Carlton. And, you know, Nikki saw that and she showed her CSO, which is Lauren Walker, which there no relation. <laughs> and she came back and she was like, I showed them the video and they loved it and they want to partner with you for your next one. So 2018, we partner. I honor Candy for the Women of Impact and Candy that's on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I honored her. They loved it. They all flew out. And then they came to me during the dinner and said, we want to partner with you for the rest of the year. Like, we just love what you're doing. And I said, okay. So with that partnership, Lauren, the CSO, is on the cover. So they flew back to Atlanta. And so we're just having a good time. Lauren's getting her hair done. And we're just sitting around. And she's like, what are you going to do now since your son is going to college? And I say, you know, I'm in that thought, what to do, what's next? You know, my whole life was centered around my son has been centered around the magazine. And she said, you know what? You should move to Utah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I remember (laughs) the conversation. I was like, there's no black people in Utah. I'm not coming here. And she was like, Tanisha, you'll be surprised. And so Lauren really stuck it in my head. She asked me to come to Sundance for 2019. And I was like, I'm not coming to Sundance. And she said, Tanisha, you should. It'd be good. And so I'm like, all right, when is it? She said, January. And I said, what? I'm not coming to Utah. Utah, first of all, I'm black. And then in January, I moved to Atlanta because we don't have snow here. And I said, no, I'm good. 
And that was a pivotal moment, a learning lesson for me because I should have gone to Sundance. And so I saw everything. Ava DuVernay, Oprah, everyone was here during that year of Sundance. And I was like, hmm, this Utah thing, I don't know. And so then 2020, I had gotten my credentials for Sundance. And so I was able to partner and do an indie film showcase. And I was like, okay, Nikki, I'm going to come there and do an indie film showcase. I'm going to market this heavy and see, you know, what happens. And so the Black community showed up. I mean, I met some great people like Cameron Williams, who passed away in 2021, Miss Emma E. Houston. I met so many amazing people who still support me today. And it was like 80 people in there. And I was shocked for 80 black people in Utah. And it wasn't just for Sundance. They were there who live, thrive, and were doing things in the community. And so then I had gotten in contact with William Marks from Facebook. And we started talking about a collaboration. And I told him, I said, I'm going to create an event just for Utah, the Who's Who Networking Mixer, the Who's Who of Black Utah. And so we honored a bunch of people, put them out in the front. I was like, wow, because so many people were coming up to me saying how this was needed. They felt comfortable at ease being there and they felt wanted and seen. And so I had to fly to L.A. during this time while I was here that October and do a shoot for the magazine. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it around the time that I'm in Utah. So all of this I'm setting up just to see if this is where I'm supposed to be. And then I had gotten an email during all this time of William saying, you know, we could do so much together here out in the West. And he said, if you want to come and do whatever you want to do, you always have Facebook as a partner. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I can do this. I really can. And this is where I need to be to begin to be closer to L.A., but also not too far away from Atlanta because majority of my business is there. And so I was just like, you know what? Let me just give it a try. Let me just try for a year. And that's how it came about. That's how it all happened. And that's just how it all happened. And I moved here and just hit the ground running. That is amazing. (laughs) And so inspiring that you kind of had this moment Mm -hmm. where you felt like, you know, I'm going to give this a chance. Right. And I saw your interview on Silicon Slopes too, which was so awesome to hear about the journey and just how Utah has become that home. Yeah. And how needed it really was. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I bet you have people coming up to you all the time that thank you for that. Yeah, especially in a space that it hadn't been done the way that I do it. You know, Mm -hmm. it is very authentic. It is real flowers, real linen, real, you know, awards like crystal. And I'm going over and above because that's what I know. I've been doing this for 17 years now. And it's like, I desire for my people to feel amazing. I don't care if we're on a photo shoot, if we're in an interview or at any of the celebrations or the mixers, they have to come in and they get that authentic feel 
because that's important. As Black people, we walk out our doors and face so many things and we have to be a certain way. And some of us are free within ourselves to be who we are, but a lot of us aren't. And so for me, the freedom takes place through the magazine. And also when they come to experience, I always say anything that we do is is an experience because you're going to feel the authentic love we have for our people. Yeah, absolutely. And even mm-hmm. on campus now that we've been having the magazine displayed yeah. And, yeah. and people know that you are here and we've yeah. archived the magazine, just already I can see some of the students that I've talked to just feel very seen in that mm-hmm. way because mm-hmm. you do it well. You oh, do bring you. this magazine with these powerful images and stories as such inspiration, which yeah. is really what it's all about here in college, right. is finding inspiring and people. And so many people, I'm looking at this like it's a periodical, yeah. you know, <laughs> because we're talking about different people's stories. You're not going to hear any gossip or anything like that. It is going to truly inspire and empower you to know that you can do it no matter what your circumstances. Well, that is also one of the things I admire so much about you is <laughs> the work you do, right? Oh, thanks. Like that philosophy you have of putting in the work, making the most out of yourself, really right. empowering the true person you are right. inside. We can't be anything to anybody else if we can't first be it for ourselves. My best self is giving you who I am, my true self. And some people rock with it and some people don't. <laughs> that don't have nothing to do with me. You know, as long as I'm walking in integrity, as long as I'm being upfront 100%, I'm not rude, I'm not disrespectful, I'm good with that. But everybody don't like it. And that's not my issue. All I know is I've been purposed to do this work, to give positive images and to showcase my community and showcase the stories of the people who are doing remarkable work and throughout any odds or anything that's going on in the outside world, we continue to press. And that's my job. My job is to highlight and to celebrate them. Yes. Yeah. And you're so right, too, that, you know, some people are not going to like it. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're doing you. Yeah. You're living your story, your yes. truth. Yes. And that's it. It's okay. And we have to become okay and stop focusing on the people who don't. And focus on the people who do. Because the more you focus on the people who do support you, the love and the adoration for what you do will continue to grow within them. And you'll always have a trusted person to follow you, to believe in what you're doing and move forward with you. Yeah. So I'm so glad you're here doing it in Utah. <laughs> I mean, I love Atlanta. I love to go visit Atlanta. Oh, yeah. So you know, I go here. back and forth all like <laughs> this year is crazy for me with my schedule. Oh, oh my God. But it's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> so next question for you. What was a pivotal moment or experience in your career that influenced your path today? Hmm. Oh, I had a good humbling experience early. (laughs) (laughs) I had a really good humbling experience when I began to dabble with celebrities. And I had this one celebrity who is very, very famous. And at this time, she was on a reality TV show and she was known for being a menace. And, you know, life has gone on and she has evolved. But At this time, she was trying to change her image. And 
my magazine was in Atlanta and it's popping and it's known for positive images and all of these things. So I reached out to her, her manager. I used to do this event called the Battle of the Boutiques. And I would give boutique owners an opportunity to win a prize. And the grand prize was they would be able to dress a celebrity for the cover of the magazine. And so this celebrity was one of the guests. And so the whole thing through with her just was crazy. She didn't show up to the event. And it was because of personal reasons that I understood. And then when we rescheduled and we rescheduled in a new city, so many things took place that miscommunication between her people and also on my end for not following up. And also on my end, I want to back up because I've always had a lawyer and I've always worked with publicists. Number one, because publicists is the way to get stories and content into the magazine. I had a publicist and a lawyer and both of them said, no, she is notorious being mean. This don't do it. And I'm like, oh, well, she told me that she's changed. And, you know, she's not going to be that way because I was too caught up in getting this next level of celebrity. Because, you know, people in this game know that there's tears to celebrity, like there's tears to influencers. Like one tear, you get to the next, and then you get there and you're like, oh my God, I got this person. And so, they were like, don't do it. It's not going to be good. She already backed out of one thing, but I understood because it was a personal reason. And so then this second time, ooh, miscommunication was at its high and at its best. And it went crazy. She went online and talked about me. And for a whole week, it was just I lost brand deals. I was just starting to get a brand deal. I wasn't even thinking about money with them, but we didn't even get to the part of, okay, this is how much we'll do because she was on their brand as well, you know? And so that went sour and so many things just unfolded from the decision of not listening to the counsel that was around me and also humble me to know that, no matter who it is, you have to look at the person and see, do they line up with what you're trying to do? This person is known for being a menace. So that whole experience humbled me to know that no matter what level a celebrity or influencer or anyone in the community is, you see them as a person with a story and that's it. You don't give them any more of um, reverence than they ought to. Like you can't put past what you know and what they're showing you. And you have to believe what they're showing you. And also your counsel. I don't know how many times I could say that. If you have people around you, especially if you're paying them and to be that counsel and to look out for your business and you don't listen, Oh, you already should know it's going to go to the left. You just already know. And I'm so happy it happened early on in the career of the magazine. 
you know, because I would hate for that to happen, have happened now. So I don't look at it as being bad. I look at it as a learning lesson, you know? Totally. Yeah. Now you have me wanting to guess who this <laughs> reality star. Uh, that's why I didn't say what reality TV show. No, because you would know. I'm like, no. I'm like, no. see, I'm, I'm like <laughs> through my head. I'm like, who is it? <laughs> that is great. So next question. What advice do you have for aspiring professionals, especially those of us part of a minority looking to make an impact in our respective industries and communities? Well, the advice I have is to go within whatever you're passionate about, that thing that drives you, that will lead you to your purpose. You know, that's my biggest and greatest advice because I just look over my life and I see how life drawn me to this. I was graduated from school and in college and I had gotten a job at a newspaper a black newspaper. It was called, it's still in publication in Jersey. It's called Nubian News, Dr. Kua Chakalia. And he showed me about set placements and tone of everything and, and negative space and all kinds of stuff. I had no clue. I just wanted to make my $8 an hour. You know, <laughs> I had no clue. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to be a lawyer, you know, and just life just started to just unravel and shape up and see that okay this is what I want to do and I created a newsletter and I saw the response to the graphics to the content and here we are today you know so go with what's within whatever you're passionate about and watch and see how it moves you forward to your purpose yeah that's such good advice, especially because some of us can often feel, right, like we got to follow the path that's going to lead us to what's going to get us to survive, right? right like right. I have to do this kind of job, this kind of work. And right. if you're not living your passion, mm -hmm. if you're not doing what makes you mm -hmm. uniquely you, right, that is going to hurt you in the long run. It's right. going to feel like something isn't complete. and You don't feel whole. Yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. I love what you say there. Yeah. So my final question, could you share with us a quote from someone who inspires you and explain why it resonates with you personally and professionally? One of my favorite quotes is, to thine own self be true. It's just like what we were talking about. It just resonates. I can't be any good to anybody else if I am not true to me. And so that sticks with me every day. And it goes well with my life because I have to be true to me, especially in what I do as far as like serving the community, you know. And also all things work together for my good. Yeah. All because they all do. No matter which way, like I was saying to you about the reality star and that diabolical I went through, you know, it worked out for my good. I learned so many lessons that now today have put me in a greater position. Yeah. So to thine own self be true and all things work together for my good. Well, I think because you bring that to your brand, your story, it draws so many other people to you. They feel inspired by you. Mm. I think sometimes when we're trying too hard to be something we're not or we're 
feeling like we have pressure to do something that just isn't our truth, right? Right. People see that and they mm-hmm. they don't gravitate to that kind of energy. The the energy they gravitate to is someone who's confident in right. what they bring. And I really feel like that's what you've done here in Utah and really oh, empowered some you. voices that you're showing up and you're giving that inspiration to people every day. I mean, it's so that's what the power of being in media is too. Yes, and you've been in yes, this industry for yes, a long time. Yes, yes, yes. I'm grateful for the vision. I'm grateful to be able to move in purpose to my own self be true. <laughs> yes. And to move in purpose. And I to really move love in that. purpose. That's it. I'm not doing it if it's not purposeful, if it don't have any substance, you won't find me. Yep. Ah, oh, this is wonderful. Well, Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It is such an honor and privilege to hear your story, which has not only inspired me, but I know is so important and influential for the stories of so many others out there. So oh, thanks thank for having me. It was truly an honor. And come back anytime. We'd oh, love yeah, to have I you. I will. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. For more information about Tunisia and the magazine, visit theimpactmagazine.com. You can also follow on Instagram at Impact Magazine and follow Tunisia's journey at Moments with Tunisia. Tune in next episode for another Hot Topic episode and let me know on Instagram what you'd like to know more about in your career success journey. Thanks for listening.